Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Ave Geeks podcast. I'm Flight Corporal Jack Anderson, and I'm here with Flight Corporal Nadim Elgazar. Hello, everyone. And Flight Corporal Aiden Paul. How's it going? And as always, we are going to be your hosts for this episode of the Ave Geeks podcast. So for this week's episode, we have uh, a topic that's going to be pretty useful if you're planning on traveling in the next little bit, or if you're planning on going on a plane in the next little bit. It's, um, it's about plane accidents. So um, plane crashes, pretty much. We're, we're going to be telling you what the odds are that you are in one. And if you are, then how to survive one. We're going to be telling you all the tips and tricks for how to be okay if you're ever in an accident. For sure. Be, be careful. Listen to the, uh, the obnoxious 20-minute video they make you watch before the flight. We, we yes. all understand that it's boring and you, you might think that you know planes good enough, but please watch it. There are lots of useful information in there. But for this video, we're going to be telling you stuff that they mostly don't tell you in those videos. So first of all, just to calm everyone's nerves, we're going to talk to you about the odds of being in a plane accident. So there are tons of people today who are afraid of flying and there's really no good reason. It is extremely safe. So a lot of these numbers we had to get from pre-pandemic sources because, I mean, no one's really flying these days or only a, a small amount of people are flying these days. So um, pretty much right now, your chances of being in a plane accident are about one in 11 million. You should be more scared about hopping, to your, hopping into your car than hopping into a plane, okay? Exactly. You're, you are 20 times more likely to be in a car accident than in a plane accident. Yeah, exactly. We, and just to get that to a ratio standpoint, that's one in 5,000, guys. So the, you are one in 5,000 times. Sorry, never mind. The ratio of getting into a car accident is one in 5,000. Plane, one in 11 million. It's, it's just an insane number, guys. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that one in 5,000 is correct, but I know it definitely is much less than a plane accident, which is one in 11 million. But um, anyway, also... Even if you are in a plane accident, according to the NTSB, 95.7% of people in plane accidents survive. Those are some very good odds. So already we're off to an early lead. You have great odds of surviving if you are in a plane accident, which is the very unlikely chance that you are in a plane accident because you're probably never going to be in a plane accident in your life. For sure. That number can be slightly different because they're taking into account like not very fatal plane crashes but then if they weren't taking that into account the survival rate would be about zero because you can't survive a very fatal incident so well i i am sure that that uh, does include those there's there's just been um quite a few where no one's no one's been injured no one's been hurt so um exactly that's this yeah, there All have right. been aircraft incidents where like the front landing gear was turned and everyone survived and stuff like that. So maybe they considered that. I'm not sure Like if they consider stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain that they do. But mm-hmm. um, that said, let's move on to um, how to survive, how to increase your odds. Number one, we cannot say this enough, wear your seatbelt when advised. I know it, it may seem annoying that they hound you about this every chance they get, but it is because it is important. You might be thinking that, oh, well, if it's a really bad accident, a seatbelt's not going to save me. That is probably right. But if you're in a non-fatal accident, you're in a less bad accident, a seatbelt could be 
the difference between you getting very badly injured and you not having a scratch on you. For sure. And usually you have to wear them because of air turbulence. And although there are rare incidents involving uh, turbulence leading to injuries to both passengers and crew members, and uh, it can occur without warning. It may last like just mere seconds, but wearing your seatbelt will help you like not injure your head or land on anything that would hurt you for sure. So it, exactly. There is, there's actually a case a few years ago down in the United States where um, a, a group of passengers, they sued an airline because they got injured on it. The problem was when they were on board, the captain turned on the seatbelt sign, but they didn't listen. They kept their seatbelts off and they got pretty badly injured when there was turbulence. That is their own fault, though. I don't think the airline should be held responsible for that. But it is very important. If the seatbelt sign comes on, you put on your seatbelt. It is very important. For sure. And you put on your... Absolutely. The seatbelt is designed different than a, than a seatbelt in your car, for example, because that one just goes around your waist and you don't need... Because the airplane won't go like... You guys can't see me. So the airplane won't go like straight in, but it will like it could like bump because that's how air turbulence is so putting it around your waist is a smart thing to do and it's more comfortable to be as a passenger well actually here's another interesting fact according to the ntsb a lot of the time when um, passengers are involved in non-fatal accidents the leading cause to injury or death is that they don't remember how to take the seatbelt off they think it's like their car because they're panicking um that actually leads me into the next one stay calm if you're all panicked and going nuts, it's going to be very hard to think. It's going to be very hard to get out of there. But if you're staying calm, you're thinking logically, it's a lot easier to survive. So um, with the seatbelt, you want to remember that it's it's not like the car where it's off to the side of you. It's right in the center of you. So be very aware of that when you're on a plane. Yeah, quick tip. Right, not only that. Oh, sorry, I was there. you go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Quick tip. Keep that 95.7% in your head just to stay calm because you are most likely not going to have a fatal accident. But if you do, just you can't see the future. So you just got to stay calm and staying calm in the situation will allow you to do all the proper procedures and gives you a much better chance of surviving yeah. and other people. Because if you're not calm, you're just going to like go insane and other people well, won't get a chance. And, and staying calm, that does bring up another point, leadership be a leader. If people are going nuts and they don't know what to do, tell them what to do. Um, tell them where the exits are. Tell them to go help other passengers. Tell them how you want to exit the aircraft. Tell them everything they need to know to survive. That will greatly help you. For sure. And that's why you need to read the safety features card right in front of you. It gives you all the exits and it shows you like a comic strip of what exactly to do, uh, how to open the exits and, uh, yeah, and just how to use the equipment provided for you to use just in case of uh, an emergency, such as like life preservers and oxygen masks and all of that. Yes, we cannot say this enough. Listen to the demonstrations, read the instruction card. Um, so next, remember where the exits are. Yeah, right, right when they're doing that demonstration, you will see the flight attendants pointing to where all of the exits are. Mm -hmm. They do that for a reason. And when they say, remember where the one closest to you is, it's because in an aircraft accident seconds matter so the few seconds it takes you to go to a farther away door it could be too late by the time you realize that that one is too far but um, 
always remember that. And if you're sitting in uh, an emergency exit row, make sure you know how to open that door. Um, if not, ask for help, read the instructions. There's tons of other ways that you can figure it out. For sure. And uh, going back, yeah. The, and all of this is in the safety features card. And just like if you, most doors are pretty simple, but you should, uh, if you're right beside the door, you shouldn't be questioning how you should open that door. You should know because you might have to be the one to open it. And uh, yeah, it's just important. Mm -hmm. So pretty much so far, we've told you stuff that they already tell you in the safety manuals. I guess not with like the staying calm, the leadership, but other than that, pretty much everything has been stuff that's pretty standard. Now we're going to start getting into the more nitty gritty, the stuff you don't really see them talking about ever. Mm -hmm. uh, so first of all, if possible, take an aisle seat. Why is that? Like, I like the window seat just because I'm, cool I'm view. about to tell you exactly why. Yeah, everyone loves sitting in the window. But think about it. If you are in an accident, if there's rocks and pieces of metal getting thrown up, the first thing they're going to hit is the window. You want to be mm -hmm. as far away from that as possible. Yeah. Um, that also brings me to my second point here, which is, if possible, sit in the back or the middle. I know I thought the back wasn't a good place to sit because if you're like landing or something, you're it could be the first place of impact. Well, not well, really. I mean, if you're going with, I remember the middle being works. the most like safe spot. Well, see, the I thing mean, is though, it all depends on what kind of accident you're in. For example, yeah, yeah if you're striking the ground with your tail you'll be safest in the front or in the middle. The problem is though, that is very rare, tail strike crash. Most of the crashes are head first with the nose of the aircraft. So- um, I have to say something. Yes, it's- it's, it's, unfor right. it's unfortunate, but if you're going for a nosedive crash, the chances of that don't fall in the 95.7%. Unfortunately, they do not, but Let's say, for example, you're flying and uh, the engine's cut out and you had to land in a field. The first thing mm -hmm. that's going to hit the ground is the front of the aircraft. So the farther back you are, the safer you are. Um, the middle, I, I would say, yes, that that is probably the safest place you can ever be on an airplane. And that's because you are guarded from um, the front of the aircraft and from the back. back of the aircraft. Mm -hmm. The only problem with that is that is where the fuel is stored. But other than that, it is probably the safest place you can be on an airplane. No matter what, how the plane uh, goes, the fuel will obviously, like, it depends how fatal the crash is. But the, if it's not severe, then the fuel shouldn't be much of a problem. But if it's bad, then, yeah, if the fuel goes, then uh, I don't know if much, many people will uh, fall in that 95.7%. I, I understand that, too. Mm -hmm. um, Right, now we're going to move on to uh, even more survival tips. These ones we didn't actually write down, but I, I was thinking of them right now. Um, so sure. the first one is, if you are in a water landing, if at all possible, don't jump in the water. Jump into one of the life rafts that they have because a lot of people, they think the second they put on the life jacket, they're safe to go in the water. No, avoid it at all costs. Hypothermia can sneak up on you. It is best to stay out of the water if you can at all avoid it. For sure. If the, if the accident is a water landing and they somehow miraculously uh, survive that, we've seen a, well, there are, an there example. Well, there are several examples of that. Yeah, example, uh, of course. The, uh, yeah, there was the Hudson the one, one water landing on the Hudson. Yeah, yeah that's, ago. that's the one we were all thinking of. But yep. um, it, It's in the movie, guys. We spoke about this in episode two, Sully. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, a good, it's a good one, too. It was in my top I still two, I think. I still haven't seen that movie. 
Very Paul, good you movie, seen any movie, but right. But yeah, it's the same with actually. If you're ever on a ship and the ship sinks, you do not want to go on that water if at all possible. You want to stay on a life raft. Um, also, you might think it's weird that they say don't inflate your life jacket till you're leaving the aircraft. I mean, an aircraft is a tiny, tight little place. You try walking in there with an inflated life vest, that's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. Not only that, but remember there was this one incident in Japan, I believe, a few years ago, where the passengers inflated their their life jackets prematurely. The plane ended up underwater. Everyone was stuck inside. It didn't end all that well. Well, that that is a, a very big problem because if you think about it, um, if the plane was going down and let's say, for example, the door was near the front, but it was submerged and the back was out, but the back doors weren't available. If you were wearing your life jacket and it was um, inflated, you would float to the top away from the door you needed to get to. So it is very important that you do not inflate your life jacket because Mm -hmm. I've actually had something similar happen to me where I was on a sailboat and it capsized. And since I was wearing a life jacket, I got trapped under it. That was a very scary thing. The problem was mine wasn't an inflatable. It was one where you couldn't inflate it. Um, but other than that, pretty much most of the time, just follow the instructions of the cabin crew and you will be fine. For sure. If I can say another one, this one should maybe be in the safety features card. If not, you'll hear them yelling if the plane is going down. They will yell at you to brace for impact. And I'll kind of explain briefly uh, how it works. So uh, it's basically the body position against whatever surface you're most likely to strike during an impact. So that's usually like when you're going down. Yeah, it's, it's usually like the tray table. So what you do, yeah. you, you put your hand put your head, yeah. on it and then you put your head down. Protecting your head is vital during an accident because there's tons of flying debris. If you get hit over the head, you can get a very bad head injury. Yeah, ha- bad head injury or spinal injury. And it's literally proven to uh, reduce the force of impact and uh, and any resulting injury. So uh, there's a number of factors given like what's the best brace for impact injury. It depends if you're like you're a small child or you're a big adult. So uh, I assume for big adult, you wouldn't maybe use the tray table. I forget exactly, but yeah, that's basically. Um, one last thing, just before we go, um, this is, this is also another one that isn't in the safety uh, features. Uh, it's also one that it, it won't just be f- important for safety. It'll be important for all the other passengers not hating you, but that is dress properly. Don't come on a plane wearing like your pajamas and your slippers. Because mm-hmm. first of all, it, it is so annoying when people do that. Secondly, if you're in an accident and you need to run, I would love to see someone try that in slippers. Yep. You, you cannot run in slippers. I know many people show up to their, I, I, I know this because in Toronto in the winter, it is cold, but they show up just in their sandals because they're going somewhere warm. And then, I mean, it's okay. But at the same time, I know the chance of you going down is not likely, but if you have to, you won't be running very fast if you're in slippers. Exactly. That's uh, true. Another thing I is high tried. heels. Not end for me. Sorry. Um, but another thing is high heels because you know what this one makes sense because like um, if you were an important business lady going to a business meeting or something like that you would of course be wearing high heels or most of the time you'd be wearing high heels but if you are do not try to run in them take them off trust me it is 
You will roll an ankle or sprain an ankle very quickly. Exactly. Um, Also, another good tip, dress for the weather that you are in or expecting. So like if you're in Toronto, don't dress all tropical. If you're going down to a tropical place, dress in your heavy winter clothing or at least have a jacket with you. Uh, Because if your aircraft goes down, you're not going to want to be wearing the nice warm weather stuff. You're going to want the cold weather equipment so that you can not get hypothermia or frostbite. Right. For sure. Uh, So pretty much it boils down to flying is one of the safest things you can do in this day and age. Do not worry about it. Now, if you are in a plane accident, always follow the instructions of the flight attendants. Remember to stay calm. Take charge if you have to. Um, Be considerate to your fellow passengers. Yes, yes. Don't. One of the biggest things you can ever hear in survival is do not be selfish. Help your fellow person. Mm -hmm. So with all that said, that about wraps up our time for this evening. And just before we go, we want to talk a little bit about the sponsor for these episodes. This podcast is made possible by the 102 Squadron Air Cadets. Right now, we are unable to do our normal fundraising due to the pandemic. So instead, we made a squadron cookbook. All three of us are members of the cookbook committee and have seen the months of hard work that have gone into it. It includes recipes from almost every cadet, officer, and member of staff. Books will be available for pre-order in a few weeks, so keep your eyes peeled. For sure. I don't even think it's a few weeks anymore. I think it's a few days. I know we've been saying this, but I like we've received words. It will be very soon, so... Yeah, and this book, it's not just a cookbook. It tells an entire story about our organization. Uh, And I think the Air Cadet Organization is probably one of the best, if not the best, organization in Canada for youth. For Um, sure. So by buying these books, you're giving back to your community, to your squadrons, or to this squadron, I should say. Um, But it truly is a great organization. And please buy those books. For sure. We haven't been able to do our main fundraiser, which is tagging, and that makes us the most money. So this is uh, the way we're we're just uh, compromising because of the pandemic. So, Yeah. Um, All right. With all that said, that is it for this week's episode. We want to thank you, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Goodbye. Have a good one, people.